The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from AccuNet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Welcome to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, licensed real estate broker with AccuNet Realty Advisors and also the majority owner of AccuNet Mortgage, where my individual NMLS ID number, David, is 259610, along with my son, David Wickert, who's one of our top senior loan consultants, also our chief client experience officer. What's your individual NMLS ID number, David? 3247. Can you say it one more time? 328847. All right. Thanks a lot. Hey, we're supposed to say that because this is a podcast. So I told regular regulator in Minnesota that we'd start saying that. Anyway, here we go. Uh, it's been a busy week yeah. in mortgage world and real estate world. We got an important economic reading on inflation uh, last week on Leap Day on yeah. February 29th. The Personal Consumptions Expenditures Index, which is the Federal Reserve's preferred measurement of uh, inflation. And that measurement of inflation came in exactly as expected. And so the stock market and the interest rate markets yawned. Would you agree with that, David? Yeah, uh, mostly I think everyone, especially in the mortgage and bond markets, thankful that it wasn't worse. Okay. And what's it was about up 2.4% or something like that? Year over year was 2.4%. Let us all open our hymnals to the chapter two, which is the Fed would like inflation to be at near or around 2% over year. So we are close. We are not there. 2.8 was core personal consumption expenditure. Month over month, though, which, um, I mean, you know, you're only looking at February compared to 0.4. So the answer is, well, yeah, but the answer lies, right? 0.4, if you extrapolate that over a per annum. That's four point percent. So the answer yeah, no, is yeah. right. We're lucky well, that it's... rates didn't get worse. Okay. Yeah. It kind of stayed the same, and we'll do a little rate roundup later. We're basically around seven percent on a thirty-year fixed rate. Let's call yeah. it six point nine nine. If you, we'll, we'll get back to that in a minute. But what I also wanted to give everybody was a flash report on February home sales. Now this is only going to get better, and this is according to the um, Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors and the Multiple Listing Service. Uh, and the reason I think it's going to get better is not everybody has their data in yet from the last day oh. of the month. They have a couple of days to do that. But as of right now, three more homes sold this past February, condos and single-family detached properties in the five-county metro area. That's 911 uh, closed. It made it to the closing table with the help of a member of the National Association of Realtors. You got something to say yeah. about that, David? In I'm... What what your numbers prove, thing I have felt about buyers is that buyers are ready. They're not yeah. waiting. They're not waiting for rates. They're not waiting for home values to do anything. People are making life decisions, and that was. It's true this year in comparison to last year. Buyers march forward. 
And speaking of samesies, as last year, there were 1,216 properties that came on the market in February, which is 11 fewer than last year. So a, a statistical dead heat on both sales and listings. Hmm. Uh, but if we compare to a pre-COVID year, let's go back five years to February of 2019, there were eight, 187 fewer closed sales last month in February. That's a 17% decline. And let's just look at that and say, that ain't too bad, no. given all the facts and circumstances. And you won't be surprised to know, David, that listings, however, were 402 fewer. That's a 25% reduction in inventory. And not be surprised to learn that with that um, greater cinch, greater restriction mm -hmm. on supply, and the still demand that's out there because people want to live in houses that has caused the median sales price over the last five years in the five county metro milwaukee area to go up a cool 53 percent or 101,000 american dollars the median sales price in february was 292,000 dollars all right you're gonna say something well what i was going to observe to you is given how this february looked a lot like last february and not all that much like from five years ago, pre-COVID. It might be that welcome to the new normal that we really should be setting expectations. If we've got, you know, one day does not a pattern make. Two data points, you know, last February, this pre-February, boy, that looks like a trend to me that that might be for buyers and sellers. Yeah, and, and then, you know, the only thing, we've said this before on the show, hey, as rates hopefully drift down at some point, it hasn't happened yet, we're kind of stuck. Um, you know, we have a big a couple of reports coming up. Next week we have the monthly jobs report will come out on Friday, and that's a big mover for interest rates because if more people get jobs and earn more money, uh, they spend it. And yeah. that is not good for inflation. So we're looking for a, hopefully, a more tempered uh, jobs report. Hey, when we come back, let's take a look, David. Uh, you said you had one uh, offer where they were competing against 11 other offers. Yeah. Let's talk about that because that's kind of an indication of, of the current market conditions. When we come back, you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in to this week's show. David, we're just uh, kind of recapped what the market was like in February and we're saying it's kind of a reprint from last year, which is more buyers than uh, listings. And mm -hmm. so you, you said you just had an offer, uh, one of your clients that you've been working with for a while, uh, mm -hmm. competing against 11 others. Give us the rundown and what we did to make them the best and how things turned out. Well, so let me actually tell you what this listing was not. This listing was not, I would say, have you previously described, you know, the meat of the market is between like, 175 and like 475 is that what you've previously called the meat of the market uh, yeah or thereabouts? i would say that's about right well the median price uh, in february was 292 so yeah let's slap 150,000 above and below that and yeah that's yep. probably two-thirds of your market 
so so because what we've observed over many years now is like oh you want to buy a three bed two bath you know uh, on 68th and north in wauwatosa it's like well get your knife out because it's going to be competitive amongst many other buyers for this one house okay well this house was north of 550 uh which not everyone buying a home is reaching for that much house you know that's a that's a thinner group of buyers i would agree but for this home nicely redone the listing agent is someone who's been in this you know industry in this milwaukee market for a long time seasoned pro and so the buyer's agent looped me in that her client was going to be writing an offer on this house they were going to be writing fifteen thousand dollars over the list price but had already i think let's call this that this was like saturday by saturday this house already had 11 other offers that they were looking at which anytime that you've got a that's a lot of people when you've got 11 offers there's a lot of people who actually decided to not write so there probably was even more interest in this home than not so what the agent yes sir did were you able to get the property specific appraisal waiver my favorite tool in the drawer i was because what what this smart buyer's agent realizes like holy cow okay we got a lot of competition we need to reach for every tool that we can and i've worked with this buyer's agent a number of times and so she said hey here's the house that my clients are interested in could you run it through the mortgage software and see if we get the appraisal waiver at the price that her buyers were willing to pay? Which is 15000 over the asking Over price. the list price. And so over I cracked price. open my laptop, ran it through the software, and huzzah, Fannie Mae in their mortgage software said, oh, the property at 123 Main Street? And you're going to, you know, you say this is the value of the home? Right the the software system and it is a black box and so this isn't true every time but given all the data that Fannie Mae has on this particular house at this price the mortgage software said we believe you on value no need for an appraisal did you try to go higher than what they were willing to offer I offered but the buyer's agent was pretty clear in communicating that her clients did not have an appetite to go above more than that and keep in mind you know the listing price is as you point out a made-up number yeah you know it's you know a lot of times it's based on facts like hey what if similar homes sold for did you have any feeling from talking with the buyer's agent was this home underpriced price just right any indication on that i think this house was uh, can I go more big picture than that? So this sure. house was nicely redone in Walk- a Waukesha County suburb. And I think given the appetite for this house, what probably a lot of these buyers recognized was it is cheaper for me to pay for this completed house with it redone, you know, one, two, three, than to buy an ugly house and spend money cash out of pocket to improve my ugly 1994 home in a you know yeah. Waukesha County suburb. And so right, I think right. the appetite I don't think it I don't believe that this home was mispriced on the list price. I think all the buyers in this price range I think all the buyers were like 
wow, it is cheaper for me to hand this seller $20,000 over the list price than to buy a home that needs work and hand $120,000 to a general contractor cash right. out of pocket to make it better. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, I mean, then it would be your own, David, and you can make all those torturous well, decisions on what color countertop you want to have and all that happy stuff. Yes. But yes. so what's another? So so you had the appraisal waiver, awesome, which means you had to have at least 20% down, which is attractive yes. to the seller. And what else did this buyer do to try to make their offer more attractive than the other 10 or 11 or 12? So, so the other thing that they reached for was inspection wiggle room that... Uh. You know, what a seller, particularly in a competitive situation, a seller doesn't want to get, you know, nitpicked. onesie, twosie. Yeah, nitpick, because it's like you're buying, like a, a house will always need work, will always need fixing. I, with the buyer's agent, had a philosophical conversation about, okay, well, what is, you know, the best way to use inspection, inspection wiggle room? Let me give you some of those details after this break. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickert, the younger. That's Brian Wickert over there, the wiser. And like uh, yeah, so dad telling a story about, boy, this home in a Waukesha County suburb listed over half a million dollars had 11 offers at least. But, you know, that was just my update. Who knows what they ended up with? 12, 13, yeah, 14. Yeah, Sunday, yeah. So... My clients used appraisal wiggle room. Hey, seller, we're going to offer you this price. And the computer system says, we don't even need to send an appraiser out to the house. One less thing, see at the closing table. Yeah, Sellers that, love the, yeah, well, certainty, right? And they did not yeah. have to check the appraisal contingency box. That was left vacant, no exactly. doubt. And you highlighted in your pre rock solid pre-approval letter, oh, it yeah. says, no appraisal required. And you probably For your house the listing agent. At yeah. one, two, three. You bet I did. Yeah. So then the other thing that the buyers reached for was inspection wiggle room. And I have, me personally, I approach the inspection contingency as money fixes everything. Because whatever you might discover about a house can be addressed. New roof, foundation issues, but it's Those all a matter of degrees, days. right? Right, but Those it's the mold. Days. And so these buyers said, hey, seller, for any one of the things that we buy, or not buy, we uh, have discovered in the inspection, so long as that one thing is not greater than $15,000 to remediate, we will not bring that problem to you. For any wow. one, not cumulative, for wow. any one thing. So let me ask you a question. So if they had a $10,000 basement problem and a $10,000 roof problem, they're eating both. Well, that is how the words were written in the contract, at least. Okay. Uh, but how'd that go over with the seller? Well, I can tell you, at best, my clients came in second place on this house. Hmm. And as, as my brother-in-law, Tim, likes to say, in the words of Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last. And that is true in housing because there's only one. There's only one house. Hmm. So, you know, as I was 
texting back and forth with the buyer's agent, you know, I said, I was like, okay, 15,000. Well, let's go down this slippery slope. What if it was 15,500? What yeah, if it was 15,900? What if it was 16,000? What if it was 17,000? Where is your, you know, you know, oh, that's too much. Once we got to 18,000, then I would well, have to stop. So what, what is the, is this just a philosophical, because obviously what we're suggesting is that somebody probably wrote with no inspection contingency. Yes, because, you know, because whatever you might find in an inspection can be addressed with money. And my buyers said, hey, don't worry, up to 15,000 bucks, don't worry about it. Per item, yeah, per item. And so that, you know, so we don't know, maybe they lost on price and maybe, you know, we'll never know. Right. Rarely do well, we get I, a complete, complete post-mortem on this. Or do you know something? I that don't, but I'm going to watch for the uh, when the house closes. I'm guessing it closes, you know, maybe sometime end of March. So we'll at least know on the price part. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, chances are maybe somebody wrote 25000 over. I'm just guessing. And, yeah. and maybe it wasn't the uh, uh, modified home inspection contingency that made their deal second place. Uh, the other thing. But, but the, the point is, when you got 11 offers on there, uh, and, and at least this, you didn't get, this isn't like, because you said it was in Waukesha County, so it's not going to be a 100-year-old house, uh, you know, which people do. Probably. People write offers on 100-year-old homes in Milwaukee County all the time without inspection contingencies. But go ahead, what wrap I, it up. So, so what I also messaged the buyer's agent was, I was like, look, at some point, if there, if something is discovered that might cost 15,000 or more dollars worth of work, there's a strong likelihood that as your uh, friendly lender, I might be the bad cop about that thing. Hey, we discovered a hole in the roof and that's going to cost $14,000. It's below your threshold. Well, I... <laughs> It might be, I, we sometimes like to say the financing contingency is in many ways a back inspection contingency. Because if the yeah. house has something that bad, we probably, as your lender, will be like, cool, it's fine that you might want to address this, you know, on your own. But before we lend you the money, the home needs to be in good and marketable condition and we got to patch that hole in the roof in my example yeah. we're gonna before we happen. all show up to the closing table right right or we're not going to give you the loan and then you escape on the financing contingency so, so really if you're about to offer wiggle room greater than ten thousand, i guess my advice would be don't even bother checking the box because in many ways you're already protected if you're trying to get up a loan because we care about the marketability of the home the health of yeah. the home yeah, it's it's a, it's a competitive market, and everybody's gonna have to take their own risks. And maybe these folks will will waive the appraisal, or I'm sorry, the inspection contingency next time. It is something I don't really like to see people do. All right, uh, right now it's time to turn it over to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'm Brian Wickert, the elder, and that is David Wickert over there, the younger, taller, more handsome Wickert. And he's one of our senior loan consultants and chief client experience officer, which, by the way, David, I've originated a couple of loans in the last few weeks, and I love that email <laughs> you send out. 
uh, that you've designed in our process. When we send in the loan application for official underwriting approval, after we get all the documentation in, we ask the customers, hey, how are we doing? Oh, yeah. And I want to say, I'm getting really good reviews. That's (laughs) good. Great. I would expect nothing less. That's right. That's right. And, uh, hey, I want to tell you about a past client of ours. We've helped them on their former primary residence in Illinois. And then we helped them buy a condo in Florida that eventually now has become their primary residence as they've moved more toward fuller retirement. And now they found a really lovely home uh, on the water. Um, It's one of the keys you know along the left-hand coast of florida yeah. that they want to buy and it's 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 rather expensive it's it's a little less than three million and uh and so they called up and said hey we, we negotiated this offer and because they have the means they wrote it as a cash offer but now they can still get a mortgage just like in wisconsin and they do want to do that because wait they, don't they called you after they wrote the offer or no, simultaneous it, to it was kind of simultaneous to it but because the thing about a cash offer is, like, if you write it, you are showing up at closing. Uh, I would want to just call to make sure that while I, you know, cash offer is proving that you can. Do you want to as part of your conversation yeah, with them, they were right? Com- they were confident enough that. In you. Talking to, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that okay. on, uh, yeah, yeah. So so they have this accepted offer, 30-day close, and we're, we're going to lend Whew. them over $1.3 million. So it's not a small loan, but no problem. We can handle it. Yeah. And we got a great jumbo. Check this out, David. In a market where conventional uh, financing is around seven, well, a jumbo would be about the same if you want no points. And typically, jumbo pricing isn't as good as Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. But the cost to buy down the rate um, to 6.375% was only one and a half points. And so one, one part of this story is... <sighs> Okay. Do you recall in the IRS uh, code, um, which I've confirmed with my buyer's tax accountant, what is the interesting thing about paying points on the purchase of a primary residence? You can itemize it in your tax returns for that year? Yeah, that's right. You can take the deduction in the oh. year. So this is going to be like $1,000 of points. But he's going to get a benefit of taking that as a tax deduction and actually because the loan amount is over 750,000 he is going to get a little haircut on that but he's going to recoup that in about two years of lower monthly payments okay and here's the other interesting plus yeah plus to your point he's getting a discount on the actual cost of the points yeah Uh, and points are just interest paid in advance that's all points are it's wow. it's okay. it's calculated this is a as a next this is next level but yeah next level so so you know once we started going down this road he quickly caught on and, and you know it's like okay well then let's go even lower right so we went down to 6.375 and um the the other thing that's interesting about this is in florida because the state of florida doesn't have income taxes state income right. taxes they find other things to tax oh, yeah. and guess what one of those other things is a mortgage And so between the state and the county, the mortgage tax on this transaction is 7,500, okay? Which is based upon the loan size, not not what you're buying it for, what you're borrowing. 
That's right. And then the other thing that's true is title insurance, much more expensive in Florida. And so that's going to run about six grand. So the point is, it is hard to justify a refinance in Florida because you have to overcome the high title cost and the high uh, the the mortgage tax. Yep. Um, And so I was telling them, this is another reason to pay points. Right. In right. You need to situation. you need to set this up like like this loan might actually be the only loan you put on this property, which is, you know, which is what's fun about doing this whole mortgage thing is the advice that you or I might provide is specific even to the state that you're in. Hey, you're in Florida and you're in this big loan. We really need to get you the best deal that we possibly can in Wisconsin. That is not the advice. We would not right. give right. You just go go ahead and finish that thought. In Wisconsin or Illinois, because refinancing is relatively cheap, would be like, why are you investing to get a lower rate right now? It's so cheap to refinance that, like, you know, date the rate, as we've said for a long time. All right. When we come back, I got a little bit more on this story that I think yeah. you'll find interesting relative to property taxes. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM six twenty WTMJ important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the show and thanks again for tuning in today. Uh, We're just uh, talking about helping some clients uh, who are originally from Illinois, now Florida residents buying a really nice home on a canal in the west shore of Florida. And uh, I was just telling about how there was another element to the story called property taxes. So on this home that's just a hair under three million, the current property tax bill was eight thousand dollars a year. So guess what a normal human being would assume, David? Well, I get I get that eight thousand three million dollar house. That is, yeah. I would want. I would. Can they keep it that way? <laughs> uh, no. So so uh, so I I go to the county tax collector uh, site to a look up the tax bill on this house and right there it says warning if you're buying a home in this county do not assume that the old property tax uh, uh, is going to apply to you as a buyer because in in Florida apparently we they have a lot of caveats that slow down the acceleration of property taxes and these people have lived the sellers have lived in the home over 20 years and okay. i think are elderly and they have enjoyed lots of protection Reprieve. from their property yeah. taxes going up want to hazard a guess david as to what the new property tax bill according to the county's website where they say take the purchase price and then put a deflator on it of about 20 percent to get to the assessed value what do you think? Well, that that assumes then that three million is down to two point four. Let's say one percent of that deflator, two point four, twenty four thousand dollars a year for the privilege. Thirty four thousand dollars, thirty four thousand dollars. And so when I discovered this, I thought I better tell my clients this, and they got over it because they really, really want want this house. Because you know what, you know, a client from Illinois wouldn't even blink at a property tax bill that bad. I bet. <laughs> No, have you looked at property tax bills outside yeah. of Chicago? I mean, yeah, it's pricey. Yeah, yeah it, it so. is pricey, and uh, that. So, and so anyway, that, for them, for them, if that's the cost of sunshine, they're like, whatever. Can I correct? Go ahead. So, at, so at your, at, I think you had said these people are making a really big down payment, like yeah, more than are. half, more than fifty. Yeah, more than how, half. How did they arrive at like? Were they 
is that like a monthly payment thing for them or how did they zero in on like brian we want it not for 1.29 i want it for 1.3 yeah because it's not i think it's because it's not all their non-retirement money it's a lot of it though and so that's a conversation that i want to have so we kind of had to get this started we're on a short clock right yeah. 30 days it's like we got to get this thing moving and and so by the way we're going to have the appraisal back next week already and we've yeah. already got things all put together very cooperative clients and so we've already we're already standing in the queue for official underwriting approval but you're right it's like now that i've confirmed with the borrowers the buyer's tax accountant uh what the tax deduction is so they do itemize their taxes which means that mortgage interest is to tax deductible but under the 2017 tax reform act the interest on only the first seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars of mortgage debt is tax deductible not on the whole 1.3 or so that oh. we're going to lend them well and well. but it turns out well, that they're the 6.375 turns into an effective after-tax rate of 5.03. So they can borrow money fixed for 30 years for 5.03 on an after-tax basis. What do you think I'm going to pose to them and their financial advisor? Well, why, why not? It's the slippery slope. You're at 1.3. Why not 1.31? You know, for every thousand dollars that they're borrowing, it's probably going to cost them. Let's call it seven dollars. Not no 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 less than that. Under okay, six dollars in monthly thousand, payment. Yeah. And and as I've heard you describe, in retirement, you know, cash is king, and is it's like so. Why not one point three two? Why not, not 1.33? Right. So 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 that's the conversation I'm going to have now. I'm going to type it up you know, here on Monday and say, okay, here's just something to consider. And it really comes down to can their financial advisor over some period of time, let's say 10 years, confidently uh, say that they can beat 5.03 on an after-tax uh, basis in their investment portfolio. And if they can, then it's how many million can I borrow? Uh, but And I'm sure there'll be some, you know, I don't think we're going to go to 2 million, but it's going to be maybe somewhere in before, but what do you always say about money questions, David? It's you, you decide with your gut and then justify it to your brain. That's right. All right. When we come back, David, you told me you've got a, a Florida purchase oh, yeah, uh, story to share as well. We're going to talk about that and down payment and retirement funds. When we come back, you're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on the biggest stick in the state, AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home. Without the headache, this is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. Thanks for hanging out with us on the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickert. That's Brian Wickert over there. Dad, we're talking about, well, you have a Florida client and I have a Florida client. It, I mean, it just seems to be. I, so I helped my client last year buy a new place up here in Wisconsin. And then I think, I don't know if it was this winter, you know, maybe it was when it was like minus 30 out in January. Mm. He probably was like, you know what? Uh, maybe I do want to move to Florida this year, not in X number of years. And so he was zeroing in on the villages, which mm. is a popular choice. I would describe Huge. it. Particularly because there are 
some affordable options. You were describing your client in the $3 million range. My client was able to get a perfectly lovely home for under $300,000. I think that's attractive to a lot of people. And it was- And the sunshine mm, is kind of similar. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think the house was even less than a year old. So, you know, there's there's some mechanics. So he's retired. And so we're going to be using- our favorite tool for retired people, which is, hey, we're going to turn your asset of IRA into monthly income on the application uh-huh. to prove that you can make the monthly payment on your new Florida primary home, which is actually what we also did for his Wisconsin home last year. Just reaching back into the bag for that trick again as he's like, I want to move to Florida. But the conversation that we you know, spent some time on was down payment because he was mindful. He's like, okay, not only am I going to, you know, be buying this house, but then, you know, I got to buy couches and yeah, you know, rugs or whatever, you know, for my new Florida home, perhaps a wardrobe change for his new Florida life as well. More shorts, more shorts. And so we began with, As I sometimes like to tell my clients and Acunet clients, like, I know I'm perhaps a little bit biased in this advice, but I believe in the mortgage product and I believe in you keeping your cash, customer, because you, that that is a prudent really? way. Yeah, it's a, it's a good tool. Having cash, cash reserves is fixes, money fixes a lot of problems. Equity in your home, not so much. We right. call that equity, debt equity. Well, as I like to say, equity is putting a $100 bill on your roof and you don't have a ladder. It's up there. Yeah. You just can't get to it. Unless so, you go open a home equity line of credit, blah, 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 blah. So while I laid out the facts of like, his initial request was a 5% down payment. As a repeat buyer in America, so long as you are below the conventional limit, you can put as little as 5% down on your next house. So why, why, where's he getting the extra money if he's going to make a bigger down payment? What sector is he pulling that out of? He is going to be pulling that from his qualified retirement account, his personal IRA. So he decided... Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Is this a regular IRA or a Roth IRA? Regular. That is a horrible idea. Well... And we should... uh, Let me call him. I want the number. I'm going to call... That is a, it's a decision not based on the numbers, but on the, um, does he understand personal comfort income tax on? Yes. So let me just spell it out for every 10 grand you take out. Now this is going to push him up in his tax bracket. Mm -hmm. So let's say he's in the 22% tax bracket. I'm just pulling that out of the air, not to mention his state. Well, he's going to be Florida, but he's not. Anyway, let's just stick to 22%. For every 10 grand you pull out, you got to fork over $2,200 to at least the federal government. And and so you got to keep pulling out more and more to get to the net amount. Now, he may not realize that pain until he files his tax return in 2025. How, how, How detailed did you lay that pain out for him? Side by side. And for him, I I think he looked in the mirror and said, I don't care. That for him, he wanted to get to that 20% down. I think there was also, he's got great credit. And even the PMI was dirt cheap. And, and 
as we do at Acunet, we laid out, here are the numbers, here are the facts. And then what he decided for his comfort level was he wanted to do the, to do the 20% down. All right. That's all the time we have for today's show, folks. But I want to have... I want to report back next week. I'd like to have an opportunity to have a, a conversation with this fellow because he could put five or 10% down and oh, then yeah. make the rest of the down payment in I, the next tax year, you know, I, something like that. There's opportunity for him not to waste his money by giving it to the, to the IRS. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today's show. Thanks for spending part of your Sunday with us. You've been listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620. WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the host or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. <laughs>